0: what's going on folks thanks for joining us for another podcast got elliot alongside me and we're about to jump on a call with ben from motion ducks a familiar face to the podcast we've had him on um a couple years ago and we had his dad on last year both definitely uh very interesting topics on a strategy motion in your decoys that is super underrated i would say by a lot of new hunters but Super, super important. So definitely really, really excited to get on to that. But before that, guys, we got some updates. I've been doing some crazy hunting today. We'll get to that. But how are you doing, Elliot?
1: I'm doing not near as well as you are. You've got uh, some of that bloodlust quenched. I <laughs> shouldn't have phrased it like that. There's a couple more <laughs> messages I'm going to get. <laughs> <laughs> you are on the board officially.
0: I am on, on the board. I haven't had a chance. It, man, today has been a uh, – a what's the right word for it? It's been a rush. It's been – A sprint. It's a sprint, yeah. So I haven't had a chance to put it on Freelance Hunt sets. I do want to do that because if I do that today, I'll probably be at the highest up on the on the leaderboards that I'll, <laughs> that I'll ever be. So, uh, But I'll get those on there. But I'll, I'll go ahead, and I'm going to give you kind of the update. We talked about it a little bit off air, but, um, man, today – we Michigan opened up for teal and and early goose. Indiana were still closed, so um couldn't do that there, but we also had our dove opener in Indiana. So, um last year we had an awesome dove opener. And that's what I did. But this year, man, I had so many people kept saying they're taking off work. Um you know, a, a bunch of my buddies taking off work, not locally, but you know, the Kevins were taking off work. Um I know Matt was taking off work. Um and so I'm like, man, that seems like a really good idea. Like take off work for September 1st. I think I'm going to start doing that every year. I'm going to leave that. That's like, that's a new, that's a new national holiday for me. September 1st, I'm taking off every year because um, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, no matter what day of the week is, you can get out there, you can hunt, you can go do whatever you want. So, um, I mean, if you're willing to travel, obviously Indiana, we we only got the Dove. So, um, so decided to go up there with the Kevins, they, they they sent me the invite um, to come up there and and hunt some geese with them, and um, I jumped on that, getting some some big honkers this time of year. Uh, you know, a lot of fun. So woke up this morning three a.m. I was not ready for that wake up call. I, I think I got to bed <laughs> about I think I got to bed. It was like a li- it was around eleven. I laid down. I probably didn't fall asleep though till like eleven thirty, and finally when I fell asleep. It was like pure confusion when my phone started uh, ringing at three in the morning. I'm like, "What in the world is going like why? And then you just it like- couldn't
1: couldn't orientate yourself I, I couldn't hate when that happened.
0: yeah, I was like I didn't I, I had no idea why my phone was going off. Then it hit me, and I'd like to say that I was super excited, but I was just like so tired. It was like three and a half hours of sleep and but I mean. I got up <laughs> so at least I was at least as I was excited enough to do that got up got all the gear everything packed up and headed up to Michigan um for Goose hunt. so and how far of a
1: drive was that for you four hours
0: no no, no it four wasn't it five? wasn't quite that four, far far uh, was no it's a couple hours so um not not too Only far a couple hours
1: there. I thought it was over three for I, sure wasn't it
0: no, no not no not today I mean round trip obviously but uh Yeah, but just one way, is it about two? Yeah, I mean, we're like, we're really close to the Michigan border, so you can get up a good ways. Yeah.
1: Two hours isn't bad.
0: No, no, it's not that bad, except for when you're not used to getting up at three in the morning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but surely you had your, like, hunt adrenaline going.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I made it. I mean, it's still today. I'm still up. It's 10, it's 1024. I'm looking at my clock right now, so.
1: (laughs) the time you got to be up for work in the morning.
0: For work? You mean dove hunting?
1: You're Going dove hunting in the morning, are you serious?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh,
0: you're, you're making me Come jump on. ahead in the story. <laughs> All right, geez, they're not worthy of that
1: kind of attention.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means. A <laughs> couple of messages,
1: there's another <laughs> couple of messages, anyway. Just gonna start tallying.
0: So, back to the geese. So, um, we get out there first light. I mean, it was, it was just honestly, I, I couldn't help but find myself just smiling ear to ear like we're just standing out there on this bog and i'm just smiling <laughs> probably look like a, a big old goober just a huge grin on my face and we're just watching wood ducks and mallards and all kinds of ducks just working around um oh there's tons you could of have
1: pounded there. a bunch of ducks
0: oh yeah i mean we would have we would have shot our limit of wood ducks we would have we would have had some oh, mallards man. i got a video of a, i called in a mallard it literally just like hovered over us at like oh, 10 nice. yards nice so you got good
1: footage.
0: Yeah. Well, I pull out my phone and I got it on uh-huh. my phone. So I don't know if it'll make the, so the video video. I mean, it was good footage for a phone right there.
1: Come on, man, it's not even hunting time. Why don't you have the big camera in your hand? What's going on?
0: I, I did get a lot of stuff on the big camera. That one, that, that, that duck was actually broad daylight and it still hovered oh. right over us. Cause you know, nice. They haven't been shot at for, for six months, Month. but yeah. So I mean the geese worked in beautiful all day. First one, first flock came in, passing shot. Um, I knocked down one and between the Kevins they they knocked down three more. So we were off to a great start, you know, four geese. Um at that point I, I, I mean, I obviously you want to shoot more, but I was I was just so excited to be out there be hunting. I could have been I could have gone home and I would have been happy. Um, but you know, we kept hunting.
1: And you guys were over you were over a big body water, small body water, marsh.
0: Uh, mid-size it was a it was a lake um, so With
1: flooded vegetation or open water
0: Um, no a bunch of I mean the all the lakes around here especially in the summer lily pads come up Um, okay, yeah. there's there's bog systems like all over this thing got some sweet drone footage so it'll it'll show you the the kind of the nice nice aerial of all the vegetation that kind of stuff but bogs you know we actually set up on a bog so um, but yeah man after that we had it was so weird early season geese because you think family groups and all that kind of stuff so first flock came in we knocked down we knocked down four um and then after that it was we had four solos in a row and they came like 30 minutes apart you know so it'd be like 30 mm-hmm. minutes then one bird works in just by himself Coasting. just i mean they'd lock up and and, and, coasted. and they'd talk and and you know kev was calling did you guys
1: take turns on those singles or juices just exist?
0: fair game it was just it, like, it depends oh. it would usually somebody would shoot first and then you know there'd be cleanup i know that did I you got, guys like say
1: who was shooting
0: uh first or did someone just shoot first like it was half and half you know i was like all
1: oh, like, right jordan if a single comes in this one's yours
0: we, no it wasn't ahead of that but it'd be like the bird was coming in Kev would be like all right jordan take this one and then i'd whiff on the first oh, shot yeah. and then they'd you know, then he clean it up or whatever. Right. I had that definitely happen. Yeah, those are it's
1: like the first, the first shots like bang. And then like a split second after you do not get much
0: break. It, in it'd be like, uh, the second too. Yeah. There was a couple like that, or it'd be like the first shot. And then the second one would hit the same time their next shot would. So uh, we definitely had some, you know, um, you know, two for one or whatever you want to call it. Not two for one. I guess it's one for two, mm. but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I mean, it's super cool. It was super fun to have them work in, you know, that many groups, um, opposed to like big groups coming in and you, you, you get all the birds that way. I mean, there's give and take. I would, I would like to get like one more big group and kind of finish off our limit, but we ended with 11. So definitely not going to complain about that, that as a solid way to do it, you know, especially on big water. Um, I mean, obviously you see a lot of guys with success early season, in the fields but on water man it's, it seems like it's a lot harder so um
1: you limit's 15 for yep. 3 5 per person That's right. right. Yeah. But last year that would have been a, you would have limited if it was last year right Cause
0: you Well, know. early seasons actually 5. So during the the regular season it's oh, okay. 3. So um is it
1: still the 3 on regular season this year or have they changed it for the whole season? They changed oh, it this year,
0: year yeah for for most of the Mississippi flyway. I think that uh the Mississippi flyway Um, I don't know. I haven't checked enough States, but I know that multiple States in the Mississippi flyway change. theirs to five all year round. I know Wisconsin's kind of got five in the early and five in the late and three during the, the regular, uh, I haven't checked on the rest of the States, but that's kind of, kind of where it lies on that. (laughs) But man, it was, that was a super exciting way to start. I mean, we were all like, that first group came in, we were just, everybody was super excited. And then after that, the next solo came in, we're like, man, this is going to be awesome. And then the last group that came in was this uh, um, group of three. And you know, they came in. They came right in front of us, and we're, we're talking. And they're like, should we take them? And it's like, no, 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 just wait, wait. And then they like right at the last second, they cupped all the way at, in, um, like just a hard bank to the left right towards us. And, um, and that was the icing on the cake. So uh, I can't we wait. Them all. Yeah, we killed all three. So pretty much every bird that came in there was like, was donezo. So how fun. And what? how late did you hunt? um what time was it 10 30 i think something like that so
1: oh that's nice 11 to 10 30 that's that is a great hunt because is you get that time where you are hanging out having coffee talking and then you get action and i love that you have a great hunt
0: that ends around 10 30 is just yeah perfect and i think it was just starting i was getting hot about about then so <laughs> we got out of there mm-hmm but I think if we would have if we would have wanted to stay all day, and I don't think we wanted to, but you, we could have. I think they would have just kept trickling in. So it was nice, nice little fun, fun way to start mm-hmm. the season. Actually, it was it was a real it was a really really fun hunt. I mean, I can't wait to edit the video because just so many little like solos coming in and cupping in, and every bird except for that first group, it was a passing shot in that first group. But every bird after that, I mean, it was just like ice skates. So they were coming right into the decoys. Touching almost touching down the water by the time we're shooting, so um, that's the way to do it. That's that's a lot of fun, so oh, that's fun. So, next part of the story, so I ended up do? actually, so I left chief, I left chief home. It hurt my heart, but I chose to do that because I knew we we're gonna dove hunt in the evening, and I just didn't want to. Your first day out there be like, Chief. You got to work through these lily pads and these bogs and, and chase down these geese. Then we're going to get in the truck. We're going to go ah, and gotcha. and sit in a 80 degrees silage field, And you're going to have to run around and chase, chase doves. I just didn't want to like over stress on that first day. So, um, you know, Kevin's like, Hey, uh, bring, bring chief and you're whatever. He's telling me the list of things. I'm like, well, I'm like, you bring Kobe. If that's fine, I'll just leave chief. Cause we're going to hunt in the afternoon. Um, so, I left chief. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. You know, too much for the first day. If it was like mid season, mid mm-hmm. season form and all that. But even then, like, I know I haven't been working him in the yard as much as I have in previous years. I've just been a lot. I've, I've overwhelmed myself with projects and stuff. So, um, the dog training hasn't been as, uh, regimented as, as previous years. So I, I didn't want to be like first day, be like his system. And, <laughs> Go, you know, I knew the dove hunting would be be a, probably more than he wanted to do anyway. Um, so we went back home. I went back home. And on the way, I scouted around. I was trying to find a cut silage field. So it was like every Mennonite farmer was out there today cutting cutting silage for the dairy, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the problem was they're all in the field. So you don't want to go, like, bug them, you know, uh, try to stop, <laughs> stop their work. Uh, to get permission but i finally found one that they're done all the way um got permission on there and went dove hunting um tonight so <laughs> the, later that evening um and evening sit two hours right there at the end of the end of the evening um and we ended with nine so you know a solid day <laughs> a solid day and now here we are recording podcast and i get to get up real early, early tomorrow and do it again
1: uh, so you taking another day off just to go?
0: Oh no, I'm not taking uh, Shoot it. some doves. I'm not taking a day off. I'll just I'll do like our, our shooting lights. I think it's 6:41, um, and I I'll have to be to work by like 8:30. So give me an hour and a half, shoot some doves, put some ice in the cooler. That way I can just dump them in there and rush to work and and uh, <laughs> you know try to you know try to overload my schedule. That's how I like to live life.
1: So how many how many geese did you count for your bag in your possession?
0: Uh I got three. How many shots did you shoot for on the geese? Mm, I have to go back and count, but it was uh
1: How are you gonna go back and count? Just
0: think about <laughs> it in your mind? Um, yeah.
1: That's a recipe for a invalid number right there.
0: Well go look at my uh my percentages. I, I do uh I, I don't um Air on the side of, of uh thinking I'm a better shooter. <laughs> <laughs> so if, you know if uh, if flash year how many dove did you claim? How I killed how five many dove did you I, claim? I killed five. 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 Actually, I, I probably shot better at the dove than I did at geese. Believe it or not.
1: Well, you want to hear what Golden Boy went today dove hunting? Yeah, he killed eight it. on he he killed no did he kill? Yeah, he killed eight on forty shells.
0: Wow. So that's a rough day 25
1: so he bought this new shotgun that uh starts with an f i don't know i can't ever pronounce it like fioshi or Fron- uh, fronky i don't know yeah <laughs> probably that And he he went out shooting clays he cannot shoot with this gun i think that he needs to adjust the shims or something because he was telling me he went out and shot like 150 shells and he was killing them out of a clip of like five out of 25 on clays Jeez, he, he's just i don't know what is about this gun he's He's so, he has a lot of anxiety about it because he cannot, he just can't hit things. And when Titus and he and I went out on the Missouri River and we brought a little thrower and we were just throwing the easiest stuff and he was struggling, I, I, the gun must not fit him because he's a good shot. So the gun just must not fit him properly.
0: Yeah. No, that's probably the case. It's one of those things where he needs to do the <clears throat> the old drill where you shoulder the gun. Um mm-hmm. and just do that a bunch. Whenever I have a shooting slump, yeah. that's what I do. And I think you yep. when you're when you're doing it at like a flying object or something like that, you just do the muscle memory. And his body's mm-hmm. so used to that old shotgun, just throws it up in place. And he's probably got the gun um, not straight, and the bead is, is not level, and so he's you know missing it up and to the left or whatever. You know, if you do that drill in your basement or somewhere in your house where you whip it up and try to point right at the corner just do that over and over and over Yep. you know sometimes it only it, it just takes 10 15 20 times and after you do yep. that like it's just like it, it recalibrates your <laughs> uh, brain to, muscle to, memory yeah muscle memory yep and then from there you you go to the the fall in the line to like the next corner so uh that's like level two of it for me, a,
1: good point. I, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to remind him of that.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I know that at the beginning of the year, I always have a little bit of struggle. I think that's kind of normal. Everybody talks about having mid-season form and all that. So I actually did that before I went out um, hunting yesterday. I did that yesterday evening. So make sure I would, I would uh, go into it pretty good. And honestly, I started off a little weak on the geese. I mean, if I had to guess, I was probably upper 30 percent percentile. Um, without actually going back mm-hmm. and counting, um, I just know that I missed a lot of first shots, and that's gonna that's yeah. gonna do it to you right there. Um, mm-hmm. So I missed a lot of first shots, and we had five groups come in, and I think I shot on all of them. So <laughs> I only ended with three. I'm a,
1: little, I'm a little nervous about my shooting this steel season because I was having problems finding shells, and so the only thing I could find was Browning Sevens and their 1350 feet per second and that's just drastically different than the boss that i've been using so i'm a little nervous about it uh, i don't know if i should give it a little more lead than what i had been doing or or what but i know i'm a little nervous about it because I, I haven't target shot with this shell at or t- patterned it at all
0: yeah yeah it's one of those things you get i guess you just got to get out there and shoot shoot at the birds and you'll you'll figure out real quick if it's going to be where it's going to be on there, but you said thirteen fifty. That's pretty close to what you've been shooting anyway. So, um, well, yeah,
1: but you know, there's a speed, there's a slowdown difference as we've talked about. That's before, true between
0: yeah. bismuth and steel. So it's a that's a slow load. I
1: don't, I do not like. It. It's a slow load. But, yeah, you know, we get them. In. You if we get the tailing like normal and they're cupcake shots, and gee, you can almost kill them with a stick.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter what the speed is on a water swat.
1: No, it doesn't swatting those little fools right and left, left and right. Yep.
0: Uh, I'm, the people still love it. I put some water swats in my shot cam video and definitely got some <laughs> some hate for that. But whatever. What you going to do? Of course.
1: Yep. Shoot, man. You could you could wish your mom a happy birthday on a YouTube video and you'd get hate. <laughs> I don't mean you. I mean, just in general. Yeah. I can't believe you wished your mom a happy birthday. You should have said happy birthday to you. <laughs> I mean, it's really some of the comments get that stupid.
0: Oh, yeah. I hear you for sure. All right. Let's get a quick word from our partners, and we'll go ahead and get Ben on in here and talk all about motion ducks. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks. Well, let's this week, we should probably do motion ducks first. That'd make a lot of sense. So uh, I'd like to give a big thanks to motion ducks, guys. Check them out at motion ducks dot com and use the code duck gun 2020 for 10 percent off there. Um, guys, if you're not using the motion ducks, um, it is a jerk rig on steroid steroids. Elliot and I both use the ultimate spreader, seven ducks, quick system. It deploys in minutes, um, and, and comes back together. It gives you life like motion right in your set. Great for being mobile. So many benefits to it. And Elliot and I will not hunt without it anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. Check them out guys. Motion use code duck gun 2020.
1: Guys, Onyx Hunt is such an advantage, I almost don't even like talking about it. Ten years ago, I was using Google Satellite Imagery. Was it ten years ago? Yeah, I I started using it about 2007. And people were not using satellite imagery much for hunting. And Onyx takes that satellite imagery and absolutely revolutionizes your scouting game. I mean, I've been scouting. I have been so obsessed with the marsh lately. Every chance I get, I'm out. I'm scouting. I'm scouting. I'm scouting. I'm scouting. And when I'm on those scouts, I can't even begin to tell you how much Onyx means. I'm walking through the woods and I'm making a track line so that when I have to do it in the dark, I can walk right along that line. I'm sending pins to my friends. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm finding landowners. It is a game changer. And when I was, like I said, when I was using satellite imagery back around 2007, (laughs) I felt like I had this thing people just weren't doing much of. And still, the the advantage that I had was I could see all this imagery, I could get boots on the ground, but that was nothing compared to what you get from Onyx. I'm telling you, if you do not have Onyx on, and you are serious about waterfowling, and you scout a lot, you are going to kill more ducks with this app, I promise you on X Hunt.
0: Awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting a little bit of, a little bit of cough there, but show must go on. Uh also like to give a big thanks to HDR Innovations, guys. They're an old new sponsor. We've had them on in the past, but they're a new partner of the podcast. Um, they got a lot of cool products over there. American made from the HDR March stand. They got the quack packs, the layout 2.0s. Um, their a frames, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've used it for a good while. Um, obviously, uh, I work with those guys a lot too. So, uh, but I'll say the flagship product is the marsh stand, guys. If you don't have a marsh stand, you set it in the in the marsh, stick it down in the mud. It keeps everything high and dry, out of the water. You can put your gun on it, your shells, hook your game strap on there, put your bulls birds on it. Um, it looks cool. It's super efficient, and it gets the job done uh, American made use code duck gun 10 for 10% off on any of those products and free shipping.
1: we we've been talking a lot about the podcast hunt giveaway and we had our live stream and we've got a winner. It's Matt Bashi and he is going to, he and a friend are going to be coming hunting with Jordan and I, and, uh, man, we just had such a great event. And in order to get into that hunt, you had to join Jordan and I over at patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting it is a side, com- it is a side community where Jordan and I put a ton of extra content from extra podcasts, extra hunt videos. To just we're out in the field and we're putting in um, um, lenses, which is kind of like um, Instagram stories. It is such a cool place to come and hang out with us. If you want to see what we've got going on over there and already start ac- acquiring accruing. Your entries to next year's hunt giveaway. It's patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting.
0: Awesome. Also, I could get. Uh, what was that, Ellie? I heard Matt there for a second. I
1: thought I heard Matt talking for a second <laughs> from High Praise Sports. What was that?
0: Why Why are you trying to slip Matt into the partners?
1: Because <laughs> I really like the guy. His mustache is looking really
0: defined and really excellent lately. Don't you usually hate on it? He's, All right. First off, yes, but I'm,
1: it's looking <laughs> great now. It's really looking sharp. Yeah. I've turned the corner. I mm. turned the corner, and, and alright
0: rip your chest here out,
1: <laughs> and I'm gonna video it.
0: Nope, not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna win. Uh, also, like to give a big thanks to Bandit, Avery, and Green Headgear. The yeah, season is upon us. It's time to go through those those gear lists. I know that I just started doing that today with with hunting. Um, and there's always something that you need. Bandit is the one-stop shop for waterfowl hunters from decoys, from dog training gear, from dog hunting gear, dog stands, boat ladders, all that kind of stuff, the good stuff. Um, they got all the camo you could desire, waders, everything that a duck hunter needs. Bandit is the one-stop shop for, and not only that, but... You're going to look a lot cooler wearing banded compared to <laughs> uh, anything yeah. else. So um, definitely check, the, check them out, guys. Banded.com. I got a dog boat ladder coming
1: for the boat line. I do, too. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Awesome.
0: All righty, let's go ahead and get Ben on in here, and we'll jump into the podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I got my co-host, per usual, Elliot Graybeard, alongside me tonight. And our guest tonight is Ben Hardenbeck, the owner of Motion Ducks. How you doing tonight, Ben?
2: Very good, very good. How are you guys?
0: Oh, doing great. Glad to have you on again. This is, uh, you know, um, somewhat of a, uh, a reunion as we've had you on. Um, two years ago. So it's been a little uh, been a little while. So I'm glad we're going to be able to catch up and talk about duck hunting and talk about motion ducks and everything you got going on. So I'm definitely excited for that. Um, how's everything been going on in your neck of the woods?
2: Very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things have been great. We're plugging along, and uh, you know, hard to complain.
0: Yep, yep. It's just that time of year where where things start to get pretty busy in the waterfowl industry, and you know, uh, today. Um, we're recording this on September 1st across the, the country. I feel like that's a little bit of a holiday because for the majority, I shouldn't say the majority, but a lot of States, a lot of Southern States, a lot of Midwestern States, I'm not too sure on the Pacific flyway. So you'll have to let me know, but, um, we have dove season opening up. We have goose seasons opening up. We have till season. So it's a, it's a bit of a, uh, a really cool day. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. There's some early goose opening up here and, um, I don't know if we'll get a chance to do it. We don't do a lot of goose hunting, but, uh, it's, it's September, man. Things are opening. It's exciting.
0: Yep. Yep. It's, uh, when the hunting community kind of wakes up again and, um, I'm right there with them chomping at the bit and, and rearing to go. So it's a, it's a lot of fun come September. Um, but go ahead, let people know, you know, a little bit more. I, I know I kind of introduced you, but, um, a little bit beyond that, let people know who you are, what you got going on over there at Motion Ducks and and we'll go from there.
2: Yeah. So I'm the owner of Motion Ducks. I actually run the company with my dad and uh, we just came up with this idea. I think I shared the the whole process on the first podcast, but came up with this idea to say, you know, the, the typical kind of straight line decoy jerk system just doesn't look that natural. And so we just went to work and, kinda came up with this idea and we we brought it out into the field and it worked so well. You know, we were laughing with our friends and our buddies were like, don't, don't sell this. This is so good. It's ours. And uh and we thought, man, we gotta we gotta try and see if we can get this thing out there. And that was man, six or seven years ago. And uh so we just came up with our spreader and started a business, father and son, and we've been doing it for, you know, this is our seventh year. It's pretty fun. It's pretty
0: exciting. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, Ellie and I can both attest to it. We've been using it actually for, I think three, three or more years now. I, know, I, thought, it was, I thought it was two years. Is it? Uh, three? not, well, you're right. Okay. This is the third season. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, we've been, we can attest to that as well. Like how, how well that works and um, you know, I used it on a ton of my hunts last year. I know Elliot was the same way, and it's just been, um, having that motion in your set, the lifelike motion, it's just been, just a a huge success. I hate, I, I don't want to say the the game changer. That's what that's the word that's coming to my yeah. mind. But um, I know, I know. <laughs> I think that word gets thrown around so much. I try to avoid. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> so
2: much. Everybody's always talking about this or that game changer. I agree. Yeah. I think the key thing is, is that anybody that goes out hunting regularly knows how important motion is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's huge motion on the water. You know, there's a lot of times we'll run into guys and we'll, you know, like at sportsman shows or different, different events and stuff. And, you know, one of the funny things we hear all the time is like, you know, every time I get up and, uh, you know, I got to go take a piss, ducks come in. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there's, you're, you're putting motion in the water. A lot of the times that motion that you get up when you start moving around, you know, maybe you're collecting decoys or whatever, that motion gets their attention, especially when they're educated, they've been shot at a bunch, you know, with just static decoys. And so I think it's just motion is, is the key, is the main key factor. And I don't know, we just worked on our system to kind of make it as natural and realistic as possible um, to, to produce the best type of motion we could get. And I I think that's the key to the success of our product is, you know, utilizing the, what is most important anyway in, in duck hunting. So that's just my thought.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with you on that. And it's kind of like a talk about a tier system and Elliot and I, um, have talked about this on the podcast quite a bit, kind of, uh, you know when when you're talking about birds not finishing or you're having days when they're being a little bit more weary and difficult, it seems like people's go to a lot of times people are like oh let's move the let's move the decoys let's let's try a different alphabet yeah. shape you know and um, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. let's try um you know all these different things and concealment's way up there you know a lot of times the birds are seeing you, but on those no win days you know um for me, you know, it's 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 the glass like water. You know, it's just a sheet of glass out there, no ripples, and that doesn't look natural to them. So you get that lifelike motion out there, and boy, you can tell a, a big difference quick, and how how well you're able to get those birds to check out your satin and and, and uh, finish in there.
2: Oh
1: yeah, definitely. I got. I, I want to throw a, a number at you that. Um, I found really interesting so I've been keeping track of all of my hunting data since I started hunting well really all of the number including weather since about 2007 and so um, so I've got everything dated back that far and our our bird per hunt average up until we started using motion ducks on days where the wind was five and below was 2.5. And that, and we use jerk rig, you know, sometimes we didn't use anything. Sometimes but a lot of times we use jerk rig. We were typically using big sets and, and the only thing I ever cared about was when I was looking at the weather was what's the wind going to be. I didn't care about sun. Yeah. I didn't care about clouds because I knew if it got under that six to me, under that six mile an hour is dead zone. And that's when you just don't shoot the birds. And so this is two, now I've used your product for two years in a row. Now the first year, I didn't, on those low wind days, I didn't reduce the number of decoys. So I was still using big spreads in and, okay. and your system. And the number jumped up to 2.94 during that year. So I saw almost a half a duck per hunt more when I went from just to the motion duck um, system on those low wind days, which is, that's a significant number. I mean, half a duck a hunt, yeah. that, that's a significant number. But last year I decided, you know what? I still think because I I, I still think with when you're talking four dozen decoys and one motion ducks out there, you still have a lot of dead water. So last year we reduced it on those low days and we didn't do more than like a dozen. And I was only using um, I was using the smaller motion duck, just the four, and the number jumped to three point was it three point four? Um, wow! On, on those low yeah, that's days. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And now the the sample size is still pretty small, but it was immediate, immediate difference to where throughout the season I kind of stopped stopped. It's it's not the nightmare scenario the no wind anymore. I think those small spreads with the motion ducks, it's just it makes all the difference in the world. It, it really does. So I, now I've got the numbers to back it up. So
2: I'm Yeah, I'm that's cool, man. Old. No, that's great. And it's funny you say that because that's one of the things we notice in our own, own hunting. I don't have a, you know, we don't keep the data like you do, which is very cool. But um, you know, one thing we noticed is when we're hunting educated birds or on those bluebird days, then we reduce our decoys all the way down. That's when we start seeing more success because I, I think to me with the educated birds, the, you're showing them something. If you, if you just have, you know, four or five dozen decoys out there, they've seen that by the end of the season, they've seen it for months and they've flown in, they've gotten shot. You know, their homie didn't return. They get, They learn it. And then you, you reduce it way down and you have, you know, just one of our ultimate seven decoys out there or even two of them and everything's moving, they don't, they don't see that. Right. So Mm -hmm. man, we've had, we've had some hunts like that, that, um, you know, have been incredible. And we hear a lot of that from our customers too. They go only motion when they're hunting educated birds. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that just kind of confirms with your data, what you're saying, smaller spreads, um, Mm -hmm. and everything moving.
1: And, you know, people think that they can get the same result with a traditional jerk rig. And I think the thing that they don't understand is that, yeah, you can get plenty of motion with the jerk rig. But what you cannot get is ducks actually looking like ducks on a a, a, a clock on the water. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone on Instagram put out uh, a drone footage of just ducks on the water. And and you could watch it and everything. And you can get that look with motion ducks. And you absolutely cannot get that look with a traditional jerk rig.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you've, you've spoiled us, Ben, because now uh, I never can go back to a jerk rig. It's just...
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And the the honestly, our system is easier to set up than a jerk rig because you just have it, right? You have your decoys connected. You just plug it into the center puck and you chuck it out there. It's like setting up one more decoy. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty sweet. We, we have all these... My, my dad and I laugh about this stuff a bunch, like... You know, our our system really does work. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can tell people selling their products or selling in sales, sell any product. They kind of have to, you know, I don't know, exaggerate a little bit or kind of fudge the numbers or whatever. And we're just like, we just don't have to, man. As, as good as this thing looks, it really does work because it's just so natural and realistic. We, we, we definitely love it. It's awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, a I, traditional
1: jerk rig is an absolute pain in the ass to deal with. I I complained definitely. about them. Dogs get tangled in them. Uh, I mean, if you want to move your move your decoys two hundred yards down, it's a nightmare to pick it up and put it away. <laughs> I detested them.
0: Oh man, traditional jerk rig. I have a I have a story about this too. So, um, one of the first times I hunted with Elliot, I went out there in Kansas, and uh, he had a jerk rig out. This was this had to be maybe three four years ago. Um, the year and, before
1: we started using motion, though, <laughs> the, the very year before,
0: and Elliot is out in the spread, and we decided to shift the spread down. He's trying to move uh, the jerk rig down, and we had like a huge spread that day. We had like I don't know, two hundred decoys or something. But no joke, I think Elliot at one point Elliot both dogs and just a wad <laughs> of jerk rig string is just all wrapped around him, he's <laughs> he's hacking away with a knife. And just, <laughs> I can't even remember what you are saying, but you were, you were beyond mad at that point, and it, oh, it was a struggle. So
1: I wonder if that's the last day I ever used a regular jerk.
0: I, rig.
2: It may have <laughs> been because that was fairly late. That's, that's funny, yeah. It may have been. That's actually <laughs> funny. Um, no, we, we. I have stories like that too. We've taken our, you know, our jerk rig and, and just tossed it after hunts before because it's just such a tangled mess we we, we had done that in the past for sure yeah it can get man it, it can get messy out there so you, you got to have you know simplified as much as possible and make things easier yeah
0: and i'll say too on, on that um you're talking about just using motion on educated birds but like um i do a lot of smaller hunts, I'd say, like solo kayak type hunts. And man, that's, that's really the perfect product for that because, you know, motion yeah, yeah, obviously ca- trumps yeah, kayak. anything else, sure. but like I'll take the ultimate spreader and I'll fold them all up. Like you're saying, take them out of the pucks and it just fits in that back console. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're good to go. Cause you got your, your seven decoys. It gives you a different look. Even if you want to throw in, you know, another half dozen, um, decoys or pull a sled and have some more. I mean, it's just a, a really good, uh, if you're kind of trying to keep it simple with all the motion, um, I'll throw that in there, man. And it's, it's a perfect little kind of, um, run and gun setup because I mean, it's just as simple, like you said, you take it out. Um, it's easy to set up right there in the, the kayak from the kayak. Um, and then if you want to make a quick move, which, um, again, like me and Elliot have talked about this a lot. Um, and honestly, I picked up a lot of this from Elliot. Elliot's very prone to make moves. Um, and I'm, I'm, just the same way if not more so at this point and i mean as soon as i see birds not working I just, it takes like one flock i'm like we got to go there now and so yeah. with that motion to actually just roll up in the kayak fold it all up throw it in the back and paddle over there and it's just i mean it's, it's just a few minutes and you're right back in that next spot tucked up in there and that's the big thing about moves a lot of people say hey i don't want to move because it's going to yeah, take yeah. us so long to get set back up um that we're going to no, miss nobody moves yeah. Nope. Nobody moves. Cause I don't want to miss the that sweet spot. Um, but yeah. I'm all about move. Like I'll move right away. We had a, a hunt last year is me and Josh from outdoor limits. Um, which, which I know you know him as well, but uh, yeah. we did a kayak hunt layout hunt, um, on pretty educated birds. We didn't have a huge set. We had the motion ducks right in there and we did that. We were able to move real quick. We had two flocks land down, maybe 200 yards from us. They just didn't want to work into us. We'd already shot a couple of birds, but we made that quick. I mean, quick 10 minute move set back up. And, uh, I think we were, we were almost at our limit on that day. So we had an awesome hunt.
2: Yeah, that's, that's great, man. Moving is key. Oh, yeah. Like if you, if you have the ability to move, man, you can just, and you choose the wrong spot in the morning, you just up and go, you see where they're, they're landing and you move there. But um, most people don't because it's tough. You know, if if it takes you like two hours to set up, you're not moving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So
0: that's one of my pet views. I cannot stand it when people won't. Like I try to convince them to move, and they won't. Like it just.
2: Yeah. Oh man,
0: I get so annoyed. Yeah.
2: One of the things we do is if we have if we have bigger spreads set up, which we will, especially early season, we'll play the the numbers game. We'll put out you know, decoy spreads and stuff. And um, one of the things that we'll do is if we don't want to move the whole spread and we notice birds are, you know, landing over there, or landing over here, then we'll just take our, like one of the ultimate and we'll just move with that, throw that out there. And if we get birds coming in there, then we'll commit to a larger move. But that's the other awesome thing about the ultimate is because you're not you know, or the, the spreaders is that you can just pull it super quick, takes a couple of seconds, you know, walk it a couple hundred yards away or move to wherever you're going to go and reset it up real quick and be hunting in, in five minutes. Right. And then, um, and then, you know, commit to a bigger move if, if it works like that. So that's, that's kind of one of the things that we've done as well, you know, like, uh, I don't know. My dad. My dad. He usually like he likes to move, so (laughs) he'll take an ultimate. He'll bail. I'll sit at the other spread, and he'll go. You know, shut up and give me a call and say, "Let's go." So it's it's good. Gives you options.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting tactic. I I don't think I've ever done that where we do like um, a split up on the move. Um, where one guy or half the half the group goes to one spot to test it out, and the other group the other guys stay there. But that is honestly that is actually a, a really uh, efficient way because every, the reason you don't want to move is because you don't want to get caught when birds would have just came in that set. So it's like you make that move with your motion ducks. If they start sucking in there, then you're you're golden. The other guy comes with the rest of the decoys, and that way you're always hunting. Somebody is at least
2: <laughs> Somebody's hunting.
0: <Yep. laughs> Oh yeah. So I got a, I got another story for you about the motion ducks from last year and it's, <laughs> it's not, it's intended use, but I, I thought it, uh, maybe you'd get a kick out of it. Um, so I was, I was on a hunt. I call this place snake swamp. Um, I was out in the snake swamp. Ellie, do you know what story I'm going to tell?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: do. <laughs> so um, we get out the spot, man. I've, I got, just got permission on this and it's like opening weekend. Um, so I was ill-prepared. I went in and scouted. But anyways, so I thought we are just going to be able to pull a canoe and walk in this place. No. It was like death, a death swamp. Like You can't walk through it. it you're just going to sink forever. Um, so like that plan didn't work. Um, anyways, we got the canoe out there. I don't have a paddle because we're just going to pull it. Um, so I'm not in the canoe. I'm setting up my motion ducks out there. That's all I brought. I got the ultimate spreader out there. And... Uh, I'm setting it up and I get it all set up and I look behind me and I'm standing out in this muck. Um, and like at every second as I'm setting this up as quick as I can, I'm like sinking further and further down into the muck and I look behind <laughs> me and my, my canoe had floated away.
2: <laughs> oh no. Uh,
0: and I'm, I got my brother-in-law with me and he's, a uh, um, like his hunting status is like he come, he comes and visits visit, visits. Us and hunts with me maybe like twice a year, something like that. So he's not like a, a super hardcore hunter or, or out in that stuff a lot just to kind of give some some uh, prefix to it. So anyways, he starts to like just chuck sticks at me from the bank so that I can hopefully grab the canoe. And in the meantime, this canoe is just drifting further and further away. And I'm just sinking further and further down in the muck. And um, and like it's literally to the point where it's the water's just starting to come over my waders and so oh no
2: (laughs) so then (laughs) so you're deep you're deep oh yeah yeah
0: (laughs) i'm in in deep trouble and um then i feel like the wind on my face and all of a sudden the wind literally starts blowing my canoe back um (laughs) so this is a crazy story i'm not gonna lie um and the canoe gets to about oh maybe 10 feet away something like that And then it stops, and there's like there must be like just a little bit of current in this swamp, because then it starts to float the other way, and I'm like, oh crap! Like, what am I gonna do? I can't. He can't get any of these sticks to me, Um, and I'm starting to get water in my waders and starting to sink. So I take the motion ducks, and I like, I I take my first my first throw out. I try to throw the motion ducks in the canoe and pull it back to me, Um, and I miss, and it's just I just couldn't get it far enough. And so, again, I grabbed the whole motion ducks thing and uh, I give it one last try. I'm like, all right, I just got to heave with all my might and like, lean forward. And I, and I heaved and got the last decoy on the motion ducks landed in the canoe. <laughs> and, I, yeah. and I pulled it back to me. So. Um, a little side note on the motion ducks and how it uh, saved me from disaster. I don't know how much disaster. We're
2: saving by. lives, yeah, <laughs> we're saving lives. So this is
1: a saving lives since <laughs> 2021.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll put that on our uh, on our features <laughs> bullet point. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Is that the first
1: story you've had of your product saving someone's life? <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> Five star review, <laughs> testimonial.
1: Five star.
0: <sorry. laughs> <laughs> so one
1: one thing I'm I'm curious about with your product. What year did you launch um, your original release?
2: So, well, we started our business in 2014, um, but we okay. didn't but what, start what changes, selling. What changes yeah, yeah. have
1: you made? Has Steven made? Like what? I'm sure as you've gone through, you've realized, well, this maybe needs to work a little better here, a little there. What, have you had to make adaptions and changes
2: to the product? Oh, yeah, a ton. No, that was one of the things early on. We almost sent the like, production of it out to this company, and these two guys took it, and they were, you know, they were looking at it, and they were going to get us some quotes on manufacturing it. Well, what, what happened was they ended up taking so long— I was like, well, I'll just, I'll do it on my own. I'll, I'll, I'll get some quotes and get some product and research all the parts and everything. I'd never done anything like that. And, um, and luckily for me, they took forever and they were slow Uh because, um, we ended up, well, they gave us a quote and I was able to do better on my own, just sourcing the product, having it, all the, the pieces shipped to us. And then paying somebody to manufacture it or assemble it here. And I'm so grateful that that was the process we took because man, we made a ton of changes, especially over the first like three or four years. Um, so early on, like the bungee on the inside would break. Um, cause we, uh, we didn't realize there was like the standard bungee is polypropylene covered. Um, there's also nylon, which is way stronger, and there's polyester, which is way stronger. So we were using just the standard, you know, you go buy three millimeter, you know, shot cord or bungee cord. That's what we were using. So we upgraded the bungee, um, and then we added the caps and the washers. Um, our very first spreader didn't break down. The poles were 18 inches long. <laughs> So we, we made that change. Um, and then we, we had our center one. puck huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. When we did that, it was, it was huge. Um, and then we had our center puck design. So many, many changes over the years. We, we haven't really had to make very many changes, um, you know, that really affecting, but I think the last major change we made was a couple years ago and that was, um, we just increase the overall strength of the fiberglass we use. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not like standard tent poles. Um, it's more dense. The, the wall thickness is maxed out so that it can be as strong as possible. That's one thing we wanted with our product is we didn't want to create a product that, you know, lasted one season and then you had to rebuy it. There, there are products out there like that, but we didn't, you know, we don't want that. And so, um, yeah, we made a lot of changes, um, and a lot of improvements to make sure that it is as durable as possible. So, and it's good. It's a, it's a strong product. It'll last, especially with duck hunters, how, you know, brutal they can be on gear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing you can always say about duck hunters. If you want to, if you want to see how tough a product is, You know, give it to a duck hunter, no matter what it is, boats, gear, equipment. It's just, you're right. I mean, you put it in tough environments. You go in marshes, you're throwing it in boats. And, uh, you know, I'll say Elliot's probably, (laughs) he's
2: probably.
1: (laughs) I'm on the far side of the rough on gear (laughs) for duck hunters.
2: Yeah. I Uh, I will uh, tell you, though, that those first couple seasons, man, we shipped out a lot of free products. We we fixed a lot of a lot of issues because we were like our, our mindset early on was like fix it, replace it. And and it still kind of is. I mean, we um, you know, if if you're if your product breaks and it's our fault, uh, you know, most of the time we're just sending out replacements. Unless it's a very easy fix where the customer can just, you know, do it. Um, but. Yeah, we, it was, uh, we, we went through some real stressful times. One in particular that was, um, that was kind of interesting it was one of the guys building our, our product. He was cutting, he wasn't leaving any tag on the end of the knot and he was cutting, uh, he was just cutting that tag so close that the knots were coming untied and all of a sudden, we're getting all these emails like my spreader just fell apart in the field, right? All of a sudden, two of my decoys just started floating away, and we're like, "What is going on?" Because we had already dealt with all the the bungee issues, strengthening the bungees, adding the caps and washers to protect it, and we were like, "What in the world is going on? Why are these spreaders breaking?" And it took us a it took us maybe like a week to figure out that this guy was building them. Um, pretty kind of incorrectly. Anyway, we we corrected the situation and we had to retie probably like 3000 units. Oh man. Yeah, that was uh that was not fun, but um yeah, there's been there's been plenty of things over the years that uh, we've had to deal with. So Awesome.
0: You guys got anything new in the works as far as uh motion ducks or I mean I know you guys got the the regular spreader and the ultimate spreader. I mean, if you yep. don't, you know, you can talk about kind of your current lineup.
2: Yeah, well, we actually did, um, as far as spreaders go, we had a lot of people reach out and ask about just a shallow water version of the spreader. Because you really have to have about, you know, 12 inches for it to really function the, the standard spreader. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys are in shallower water than that, you know, four yeah. five, six inches. And so we actually do have now available for sale, a shallow water version of the spreader. Now, all that it is, the only difference is that there's that five inch drop bar at the end of each arm. And that's just been removed. So the, the spreader will work in about, you know, four or five, six inches of water. Um, which uh, which is awesome and amazingly that's it's quite popular. A lot of a lot of I, I'm surprised at how many of that version we're selling, just because you know there's a video on our website that shows how you can modify the original one. Anyway, a lot of people are just like I just want the shallow one because that's how I hunt, and so that's available on the website now. Um, and just so. So people understand that five-inch bar. The reason why we designed it with that, in the first place, was because that bar gives each decoy a little bit more range of motion. Um, and then also, if you're if you're hunting with a dog, the bars are about ten inches underwater, so most of the time the dog can just swim right over the spreader. They work really quite well with dogs. Mm-hmm. You guys, have you guys had that experience?
0: Uh, yeah, I've never. I've
2: never, I've never had never a dog ever. get tangled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the other things um, that we, the reason for that design. So if you're hunting a foot of water or more, stick with the, uh, with the regular. Um, if you hunt sometimes in both, you can modify it. But anyway, that shallow water spreader is, is available. So. That's something new. End of last season is when we uh, when we released that.
0: Awesome.
2: But then, otherwise, new products we do have. We've been working this off season on a new product that works in tandem with our spreader system. So, um, it's a it's another motion decoy, and it it works with the spreader. I, I don't really want to say too much quite yet because we have like files that are, um, being, you know, you know, 3d models being made. And we got a a bunch of different pieces in a bunch of different places, but we're really, really, really hoping to have that release this season. It is pretty stinking cool. Just adds another dynamic to the spreader. Um, so we're working on that. That's pretty cool that hopefully We'll release a little bit more. um, Oh yeah! You know, get that release this season, but uh, but otherwise, otherwise, that's it as far as what's going on new.
0: Awesome. Well, that's uh, that's definitely cool to hear. Um, I'm I'm very interested. You got me. You got me intrigued. I want to know what it is. So
2: I'll be uh, I'll be staying too.
1: Off air, maybe we can get a little (laughs) (laughs) lowdown. Yeah,
2: I can fill you in a little more. Actually, I'll um yeah, hopefully I'll get a get a chance to hook you guys up and uh, you guys can help spread the word once we're ready to to launch it.
0: Awesome. That sounds like a a sweet deal to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome.
1: So how how was your how was your hunting season last year? Did you guys have an average season, above average, below average?
2: Um I don't know, man. What what is average these last few years? It's been so warm. It's been so warm for us. Um, It's been average for the last is if I compare it to the the few seasons before. Um, But, you know, and then if I look like four or five years ago, you know, we had a couple of just killer seasons. So yeah, last season was, was, it was good. We shot birds. Um, I don't know, the weather's been so warm, and this year's even warmer. This has been a really wild summer for us in Washington. It's been extremely hot. We're setting records. You know, it got up to, like, 118 degrees in June. It's been a really weird year, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Ducks this season.
0: Yeah, I know. It's been a a crazy... (laughs) a crazy thing out West too, seeing kind of on the news and all that. And we don't really have to deal with it being at least, I, I mean, I don't think you either Elliot being uh further to the East Midwest area, but you guys have been having uh, a lot of forest fires and all that kind of stuff. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Lots sure, of that
0: stuff. I'm sure that 118 degrees doesn't help there. Yeah.
2: yeah it's been dry. There's no doubt. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting, really interesting to see what, uh, what happens with the birds this year. I don't think they're coming down till, till late. That's been, that's been kind of what we've seen over the last few seasons is they're not moving. They're not moving down until man, sometimes the end of January even. Um, so it's just kind of, you, you piece together what you can and, um, but they're still moving you know we we had we had some real good success hunting the coast early season last year and I think that's gonna be our game plan to the start of the season this year as well um, you know so I don't know we'll see it's exciting though
0: awesome I bet that's a a fun game there on those I'm assuming it's like coastal marshes and you have to deal with uh the tides coming in and out and that's yeah a- yeah. Yeah, if you don't uh, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about that. That's a pretty interesting topic.
2: Yeah, we 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 have one spot in particular that we hunt that is very tidal dependent, and um, it's actually quite fun because uh, you know you really hunt it based on the tides. So you want to set up on the incoming tide. And uh, you just set your decoys out there. The tide comes in, lifts your decoys up, you hunt, and then they're, they're gone. So if, if the tide is at one in the afternoon, you're hunting at one in the afternoon. You're setting up at like, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock, a couple hours before the, the uh, high tide. And so it's, it's quite wild in that respect. You, you don't really have to go out super early, get everything set up in the dark. And then the birds just move with the tides. It's, it's really wild. And then the other thing is, um, you know, we, you get a lot of, of movement on your decoys. So even if you don't have like, sometimes we'll set up the, the jerk system if it's a really calm day. But a lot of the times we'll, uh, we'll bring like 10, 10 spreaders and hook them all up <laughs> together and then use one anchor. And that way we can kind of move in and out with the tides, and we're only moving one anchor and all of our decoys are coming with us. So that, that's kind of a, it's kind of a cool way to do it. Nice. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's wild. There's, it's definitely got its drawbacks. You got to clean your gun pretty well cause it's salt water, uh, or, or at least brackish water. A lot of times it's mixed. Um, but, uh, I'll tell you what, there was one hunt last year. We didn't, we, we just checked the, you know, kind of low tide coming into high tide or times. We got out there, got set up. We did not realize how high of a tide it was. And we're hunting and we are having just a killer day. It is so much fun. The wind's ripping. Birds are coming in and like hovering above us. Cause they're just cupping into the wind. Mm. We're having an absolute blast. It is so fun. We don't realize how high the tide has gotten. It completely surrounded this point we were on and it brought with it loads and loads of logs. We're trying to, we're trying to walk out of this, you know, speaking of water coming up over (laughs) waders, we are, you know, chest high water trying to like walk in between these logs that are getting tossed around because the waves are crashing in. It got real sketchy there for a little bit. We eventually just had to like plow our way through these sticker bushes to get out. We just forged a new trail through this swamp. We got totally stuck in this swamp. We were soaked by the time we got out of there, but it was an awesome hunt. Very fun. So you definitely have to be a little careful with the tide. but um,
0: Mm. that that sounds like that sounds like a ton of fun. It sounds like crazy adventure. Yeah, I man, is it is it? I mean, obviously, people get pretty tight-lipped about their spots. I'm not asking for GPS locations or anything like that. But is it like easy to freelance spots like that? As far as like public land on like coastal marshes or.
2: No, I don't, not necessarily. I don't think it's really easy. They got a couple of public spots. Um, you know, there's a, there's a handful that we know of. Um, but no, I mean, you know, most of it is kind of the same game. You, you try to, uh, try to talk to landowners, try to talk to, you know, people that you can access the spot through their property. Mm. You know, it's pretty much the same game. Um yep. yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's not a lot. There's a there's a handful of, of easily accessible public locations, but um no for the most part it's you know, trying to trying to scout. Uh oh. Hello?
0: I guess the call dropped. I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah i don't
0: know that was weird oh we got i just heard beep 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 and you're gone so yeah um
2: beeped at me too that was
0: odd yeah what what was the last thing he said ellie you remember oh just
1: you talking about access and oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah, access, access just, on, the, on the on the coast okay
1: yeah while while you were gone jordan and i were talking about you know with our hunting life when people talk about coastal marshes, we don't have any frame of reference even to pull up for mental pictures. It's like, I've got no idea when people talk about coastal marshes, what that looks like. But can you normally see the ocean when you're in a coastal marsh or is it just regular marshes just that are fed that feed into the ocean?
2: So one of the spots that we hunt is literally, I mean, you, you can't see the, the ocean from the spot, but you know, right over the next few little hill, sand dune areas is, um, is the ocean. It is right there. So that's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, sometimes... So you, so um, like
1: sand dune areas. And, and my mind's like, okay, and I can't even imagine what that looks like either.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, some of it is in like kind of bays. Um, you know, that, that spot I was telling you about is in this kind of bay and we're looking out over, you know, this huge bay that the, uh, that the ducks are, you know, swimming up and down the coast or I mean, uh, flying up and down the coastline on. And so I don't know, different, yeah, different areas. It's di- that, that's even different. Are these just where like than,
1: rivers are flowing in? Are these where rivers are yeah. flowing into the ocean and it just, gets kind of wide and shallow?
2: Um Um, this spot, no, this is actually, that spot's not, I mean, there are definitely spots like that. Um, in fact, most of the hunting areas down in this location that we hunt are like that river's kind of dumping in, you know, uh, this bit or that bit, this shallow spot, that, that area. So, um, yes, but also, also, no, this one is just, you know, we're just on the, in the bay hunting uh, an accessible Mm. section of the bay where there's no, you know, no houses around. It's just, um, I think that one of the things that makes this particular location uh, a good spot is that there's a a large body of fresh water behind it. And so I think the ducks have kind of access to the fresh water and then they can come out to the salt water to, you know, to feed or to rest. Um, and like I was saying with the tide, a lot of that incoming tide will push them off of the big water and they'll come and they're moving down the bay into that kind of fresh water access that they have. Once the tide starts, you know, the water starts to get a little bit more rough and they, they bail on the big water. So, yeah,
0: yeah definitely. these puddle yeah. ducks? Uh, we get,
2: I mean, yeah yeah honestly it's a it's a good variety um shoot a lot of mallards. um you know i don't know last year we shot a lot of widgeon a lot of gadwall you know so
1: yeah awesome or you need to fire up the bus <laughs> and
0: with us go yeah that's uh yeah
2: it's, <laughs> a, it's a lot of fun there's no doubt it's fun
0: yeah, that's on I think a coastal marsh duck hunt is on is officially on my bucket list, which is increasingly growing. But uh I'll add that one on there too. I think that's something I need to do, experience and and hunt coastal marshes and, and just be experience the tide and all that. It's just it's like you said, Ellie, it's so foreign from what we do, um, where we gotta be out there first thing in the morning and do our, our just our normal duck hunting and that's just a totally different game. And it sounds like yeah. Just sounds like a lot of fun. So I, I definitely want to, at some point, but, you know, I don't know when I'll be up for like a 30 hour drive or whatever. I have no idea how long it takes yeah. to get from Indiana to Washington. But,
2: <laughs> and, and I'll it say, maybe number one on my about, bucket list. Yeah. You want to talk about wind? If you can, we, we go out when it's, this spot is like, I don't know, almost three hours from us. Oh, man. So we, um, we try to, we try to time it right. We got some friends that lift permanently in the area and they'll kind of help us say lots of birds are in or whatever but we check wind a lot because if you can hit it when it's really windy like 20 miles an hour <laughs> 25 miles an hour you will you will sh- it is so much fun because that wind pushes every single duck off of the big water and you there's these you can drive over these bridges and look out into the big water If it's calm there's seven thousand ducks out there oh. and if you hit it when it's windy those ducks get pushed off in inland and uh man we've had some of our our absolute best hunting there. very fun awesome
0: all righty well i think that's probably a good place to to go along and and, and wrap this one up but we really appreciate you coming on again, Ben, and, and talking to us about your product and, and sharing a lot of your uh, uh, coastal marshes experiences with us <laughs> yeah. and, and kind of getting us a little excited about it. And maybe <laughs> maybe someday we'll make it out um, and experience that as well. But you got any kind of closing thoughts or, and close, or closing words, Ben?
2: No, no. Um, nothing else really. I mean, product-wise, just I'm excited for the season. Um, appreciate what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, helping us and, um, yeah, it's good. I'm excited, man. Duck season is almost here. It's, it's cool. Awesome. getting close. I mean, actually, I mean, technically it's here, I suppose, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I got, I got another month and a half before <laughs> we really start, but
0: I'll, I'll let you know yeah,
2: it's going to be fun.
0: I'll let you in on a little secret. I went out this morning. We shot 11 honkers. So it's, it's in full swing starting today for me. So
2: sweet. Yeah. It's on for you guys.
0: Awesome. Ella, you got any closing words?
1: No, I just appreciate you coming on and, uh, hope you have a great season and really smash them.
2: Awesome. Yeah. You guys too. get them. I hope you have a good season and, um, get some good content. You guys have a whole nother job to do.
0: <laughs> That's content. <for> sure. <laughs> <laughs> It awesome. Takes a lot of time. Well well, fellas, make sure you check out motion ducks at motionducks.com. Um they got the original spreader, they got the ultimate spreader. You guys hear us talking about it at the beginning of the podcast all the time. Um the code right now, guys, is Duck Gun 2020. I know we had a little bit of confusion, but that's there that's the one that, that works, Wait, right, Ben? Actually. <laughs> no. Yeah,
2: let me let me <laughs> I, I I think so. I'm actually thinking it might just. Did we switch it back to Duck Gun?
0: I can't remember. I, I think I'm going to check I on it, it right now. Sure.
2: Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want it to be wrong. Okay, it is. It's Duck Gun 2020. Use that 10 percent off.
0: All righty. So make sure you check that out, guys. You won't regret it. It's. It's gonna. It's gonna be the product this year if you guys add that to your to your arsenal that is gonna change your game (laughs) when it comes to those no win days. So it
1: should be an item that you buy early on in your duck hunting career. It's not one of those things that you aspire to get seven years down the road. (laughs) It's you know, you get yourself a dozen decoys and you get you get one of these. I mean, I mean, really it's that good.
0: Awesome. All right, Ben, we really appreciate you coming on again. For the podcast, Uh, everybody else, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jordan, Ducking Chronicles,
2: Elliot from Freelance Ducking, and Ben from Motion Ducks, and we'll see you guys on the next one.